cool to meet. Yes, sir. So cool to meet some, some badass entrepreneurs like yourself and, and the mastermind that we've built is, is unreal. So thanks for having me on brother. Yeah, absolutely. I can't, I can't wait to have the audience learn from you because you're an absolute beast. Uh, guys, welcome to the Power Half Hour. And today we have a very, spe- very, very special guest. Uh, Mr. Jason Samar from Nanaimo, BC has had, has a small team, actually no, nine agents, right? Correct. Yeah. We have nine agents in production, uh, three inside sales agents that are licensed okay. and, uh, and then three admin staff, four admin staff now, actually. Four admin staff, 340 transactions in 2021, absolutely crushing it. Um, but it wasn't always this way. And you have an amazing story. Can you tell us how you began your real estate career? Yeah. So for me, my real estate career started with uh, hitting rock bottom before entering the industry. So I didn't, I didn't come from a, I didn't come from money. You know, um, I grew up middle class. I, um, you know, my, my parents taught me how to exchange time for money, like a lot of people. And, you know, I, I kind of played it safe in my twenties. You know, I was a bank manager at 22. So I, mm. I, I advanced fairly quickly and I was, you know, doing pretty well for like a middle-class upper middle-class sort of standpoint, but I always felt like I had a, a lot more to offer. I always had this entrepreneurial mm. spirit but I kind of did what most parents want you to do, which is kind of play it safe, right? You know, yeah. get a good job and get the benefits and everything else. So I kind of had that, but I always felt empty. And then um, unfortunately, before getting in the industry, I went through a divorce mm. and you know, that for a lot of people can be a two to three year setback. So when you're listening, you know, you might be able to relate to, to a story like that. So that was about a two to three year setback. So that kind of like brought me to a point where financially I wasn't in the best place. Mm. And I realized that like, I was not going to get myself out of that by playing it safe and, and having that, you know, uh, pay stub and T4 lifestyle, I had to go take some massive levels of risk and, and really go all in on myself. Yeah. I was going to have the life that I wanted and get myself out of that mess. And so I, uh, spent two years, uh, consulting in the internet world for real estate. So I kind of got to know the industry from that side of things. And I saw a lot of opportunities and gaps and then I was sort of, um, was forced where I had to go and, and, and make it happen myself. So I started putting together my little one page business plan and had this idea. I was going to start Sims real estate group. And I was going to build the real estate company of my dreams that mm. I thought the industry was lacking, which was like a very agent centric mm. real estate team. And I would go and, and really like not only change my family's lives, but also make impact in, in the lives of the people that work with me. So started my first year, I had a fire under my ass, John. Like I was, I had a third kid on the way with my current wife. Wow. I was broke, like so broke that it hurt. I borrowed money from my brother-in-law to get started in my real estate business. And luckily for him that he saw my potential, he saw the hunger that I had and, and he made that investment. I borrowed $53,000, which is a big sum of money, but that like allowed me to kind of get going in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I paid that back in full by month number four in real estate. Wow. And so I knew I had the skills. I knew I had the talent. I, 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 I mentally had a, a clear vision of what I wanted. And what was different about me, John, than a lot of people is I was going to build a business. Mm. I wasn't going to be a career realtor. Yeah. And that's very different. Like I was, my goal was to build the company, build the business and exit production in five years to then start a coaching company, which would be the pension plan for my team members so that I could help them wow. create financial freedom. Amazing. Amazing. So I, I, 
I want to go from the beginning here because um, a lot of people would have just stayed safe and worked that debt down just, just a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. What had you be so courageous in jumping all in? <laughs> well, when, you, uh, when you're minus $80,000 in the hole, and you kind of, you're like, well, I could play that safe game, but like literally even making a hundred, 110,000 a year, I wasn't, I was not getting by. Right. Like no. I was really like, I felt like I was going to go backwards. So if I didn't make a massive change, I would still be in debt today, you know, and I'd still be like just over broke. So like for me, the idea of like committing 25 to 30 years to barely making it in a mm. six figure job just didn't make sense to me. Right. I knew that this was my moment that I was in my early thirties. If I'm going to go all in, this is the time. Like I don't have any more time to waste. I have a lot of experience, knowledge, and skills that I've developed, but it's go time. And when you, when you hit financial rock bottom and you don't starve and you realize you still have your faculties and you still have a lot going for you, that's when you really grow as a human being. Like for me, that was probably one of the biggest growth opportunities John was like hitting that rock bottom and realizing like, okay, I'm still here. Let's mm. fucking go. Part of my French, but like, that was the mindset. There I was no, that. there was no like plan B. There was no playing it safe anymore. It was like, I pulled up to shore. We're burning the boats. We're not going back. There's only one, one way forward. And like, we're going to figure this out no matter what. That was the mindset that I had. And I had so much fire under my ass, John. I've never been so motivated in my life. Mm. And I'll tell you, man, it's, it's the most humbling feeling when you are in a place where you know that like, you might not be able to provide for your family. That was the first time in my whole adult life at that rock bottom point where I like, I didn't know how I was going to provide for my family. And I told myself, I will never allow myself to be in that position ever again. And I will wow. use this as a learning opportunity and a, a defining moment that I can look back on and, and, and realize that is when things changed for me and that I was going to have an abundance mindset. And I was just going to mm. go, there was no more playing it safe because playing it safe got me there. I had built a six figure net worth and like yeah. go through divorce. And like that went away pretty quick. Yeah. So that's, that's crazy, man. And I, I vividly remember myself uh, when I hit rock bottom, I, I was also 80, $90,000 in debt as well. And I knew like, I never wanted to feel that way again. So I think you felt the same and it was just fine, but I didn't have three kids. You had to make it work. So you borrowed $53,000 from your brother-in-law. Yeah. Right. And I heard, I don't know if you told me, but I heard that you invested it all in online leads. Is that correct? So actually, so I, I created a business plan and I was going to have three main pillars to my business. Okay. Internet leads was going to be a big one, right? Yep. Like, here's the deal. I knew that with internet leads every day, every week, every month, I would have predictable opportunities coming in. Mm. And for me, like I can control my output with this little device here. I knew right. that I could call text, email, bring value. And I could be a savage that way. Right. Like just mm -hmm. constantly working it. Second thing was social media. I knew in my marketplace, nobody had really utilized social media at all. It was still mm. the old school repeat referral bus benches, yep. mailers, and I wasn't going to be able to compete against agents that have been doing mailers for 25 years to the same neighborhoods, not wow. on that level. So right. I was like, I'm going to utilize social media to build affinity and trust and to build a brand and to like literally create omnipresence in my market where people would see me everywhere. Mm. And I would be consistently coming from a point of value. And then my third pillar was going to be a, a crazy repeat and referral business, meaning like 
I would really build world-class value and standards. So every single client that I work with, I would, my goal was to turn them into an advocate. I created strategic relationships with mortgage brokers, lawyers, people in my marketplace, and just really focused on executing on my plan. And by having those three pillars, it stopped me from getting shiny object syndrome, which is a problem that a lot of people are plagued with. They're constantly looking for some new thing that they need to do that's going to solve all their problems. But the reality of it is, is, as you and I know, if you can stay consistent, stay disciplined and do it for at least 12 months, you'll really be able to realize the potential of a marketing pillar. And so I stayed laser focused and I was like all action, baby. Like if you were in my brokerage, I was at a Remax back then and they had really thin walls. Yeah. I joke because I call it low income housing nowadays because that's kind of like what it felt like. I literally would have noise complaints because I had my headset on and I was pacing the halls. Like I'm not one of these guys that can sit still. Like I'm constantly moving, pacing. And I would be doing my prospecting, my bomb bomb videos and just working it. And my managing broker would pull me in every, you know, every second day, like, Hey man, like you got to stay in your office. Like people (laughs) complaining that you're being too loud. And uh, so anyways, I got my own office about six months into the business. So I didn't have that problem. Yeah. But yeah, that was kind of the focus, man. Just like hard work and just like income producing activities. I hired an assistant. So with that 53,000, I hired an assistant in my first three weeks. Do you know how many people I rolled and were, thought I was nuts? But I was like, I knew I'm like, hey, these are like 20 something dollar an hour tasks that I can have somebody else do a way better job. And then I can stay focused on business development. And I was so blessed and lucky that I found someone who had like eight years experience being a, like an assistant wow. who could help me on the contract side. And like I could learn from but could mm-hmm. then really be like that stable arm and presence. And she still works with me today. She's actually our wow. office manager in a company. So That's that amazing. was not the most traditional path that most people would take. But like, I just knew that like failure wasn't an option. Like there was just no, there was no looking back, man. I was all action and I was moving forwards. Dude, uh, failure is not an option. Um, see, not a lot of people would have this type of motivation. What do you say to people that are seemingly complacent right now? And, you know, they're, they're, they're just, they're doing okay, but they want to go to the next level, but they're not. It's like, do I want to go get rejected, you know, 50 times a day if my income is okay already? What do you say to that? Well, I think you have to find like a strong enough why that's going to motivate you and push you. And sometimes people put themselves in these positions or they manifest these rock bottom positions in a way because it's like there is no other option. Um, I always say this, there's a lot of full belly realtors out there that are making really good money and they're sleeping in silk sheets at night. Something you and I've talked about before. How the fuck do you get motivated when your life's easy? And that's a hard thing for people. So like figure out a way to make yourself really uncomfortable. Maybe Mm. it's like set your goals so big that they make you uncomfortable and scared again. And that for me, that's a big one. So my first goal coming in was Mm. like, okay, I want to build a business and I want to secure my family. So I never feel like what it's like to have another human have a thumb on me to know that like I literally like anything goes sideways like my family's in in serious detriment I never want to feel that well once I secured my family my new obsession became how do I help create financial freedom and security for all Mm. the people that help me get in this position and that's where like the exp opportunity finally clicked for me I finally found something where I could literally build the world's most amazing pension plan and take care of those people that allowed me to get to financial freedom. 
So now my why has shifted and my obsession now is how do I make impact and change their lives so they can feel the same financial confidence and security that I feel. And so that is how I kept myself motivated. Cause like, listen, Mm -hmm. John, three years ago, I could have retired and I could live a good life. I could go play golf. I could do all sorts of stuff, but like, I can't do that. Like I have business partners that have like believed in me that have gotten behind me in this whole vision of building our Sims real estate group brand and our coaching and everything else. I can't let them down, man. Like I gotta, I gotta help them become financially free and like I'm obsessed. So I have this like goal by 2025 that I will have built our rev share to where it's seven figures annually. And my goal is to literally give away 90% of it to those people that help me get to that position. Wow. And that's That's like, so like, I literally think about it almost every day and that keeps me from getting complacent. And for Mm -hmm. some other people, maybe it's getting a new G wagon or whatever. I don't know. (laughs) Yes, I did. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And it's a beautiful G-Wagon, man. I got to tell you, you. Like, I looked at that yesterday and I was like, that is beautiful. I've looked at those myself, but whatever motivates you. And that's a personal thing. Yeah. That's what you need to find. But like you, you kind of settle into comfort and, and sort of like settling into your new mediocre is what I call it when you kind of get to certain levels. So I'm curious, how, how do you, because a lot of us have a problem well, and that's to say a problem, a challenge in finding out our why. How did you, is there a process that you did to really drill down on why am I doing this? Like, like you said, I couldn't retire, but like, what's my true why today? It's very different from when you were rock bottom, you know, $90,000 in debt. Now it's like, I want to do this, but how did you find that? Uh, man, like I, I have one thing, like I'm like a multi-billionaire in my life is the relationships that I have, you know, mm. like there's no price tag on like the friendships and the people that I surround myself with. Like, I feel like a billionaire when it comes to that. I'm not a billionaire, but I feel like a billionaire because of the quality relationships. Like I literally have people that I surround myself with that I would take a bullet for hundred mm. percent. And I know that they do the same for me. And we have that level of synergy. And when you have those types of relationships in your life, it fucking motivates you. Because like they like, man, John, some of the people in the early days that like jumped on board with our group, I remember literally like I called up one guy, Jamie on my team. And I was like, he was driving back from a place to go an hour from, from where he lived an hour and a half. And I remember telling him, Hey, Jamie, and I'm like four months in the business. Hey, Jamie, here's what I'm doing. He was working at a mill but I knew this guy was just like a beauty and like had all the potential to be successful. And I remember calling him and being like, Jamie, here's the opportunity. And I kind of painted the picture for him. And his wife, Misty is like, he's in, he's mm-hmm. in. He literally gave me blind faith, quit his job, had wow. a security, quit his job and jumped in feet first. I remember Jackie, another guy on my team, same thing. He came, sat on my couch and I'm four months in the business and I'm showing him what I'm doing and what I've put into play and like where we're going. And a lot of it is just like vision. And he's like, I'm in. He quit his job the next day. He also, at the time, he had three kids with a fourth on the way. Right. And like, he's like, and he just gave up like a, you know, a a job that provided for the family. Didn't give him the like comforts and luxury, but he had a good job. Mm. And he gave that up and gave me blind faith. And there was like all these amazing people that got behind this vision that we built. And I'm like, I will never, ever be able to repay them. I will forever be in their debt, grateful that they believed in the vision that we had and jumped in feet first. So like, it's easy for me to be motivated. I'm so fucking motivated because these people are amazing. Like literally like my business partners and I treat them that way. I make sure that they like, they benefit 
from everything we're building. They're all my partners. And there's so many other people in our company. Like I could sit here and name them off, but like the impact that I'm making, changing people's lives, brother, that's addicting. And it's the mm. best feeling in the world. So yeah, for me, motivation is not a problem whatsoever. That's awesome. And I learned that from you is, is uh, really helping people. And I, you know, from um, my coach uh, the other day, she's like, well, you know, if all it is is about yourself, you making, you know, 300 deals, making this money, you're good. But how many millionaires can you make in the next 10 years? You should ask yourself that question as a leader. Right. And, you know, I, I really thought about that. I'm like, wow, that really excites me. So who wants to be millionaires with us is the question. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, what, what, and why do you want to be a millionaire? Right. Dig deeper. Yes. Cause I'll tell you, man, I've had the nice cars. I've had that. It's empty. It's, mm. It can feel very empty. Like J John, you've got the beautiful Lamborghini. Honestly though, like how long did it take for that feeling to wear off for, of having and owning that? Um, I think five minutes after. Yeah. It's yeah. like, and it's funny. Cause like when you don't have money, you look up to people like yourself and, and others that have these things. And you think that that, like that will bring you happiness and it doesn't, it's so nope. empty. Nope. You know, when you're chasing these, these top 100 awards and you're like, all of a sudden you made it to number one in your brokerage or number five, um, that gets empty. And, and what it does, it creates a cycle of like, you're never satisfied and you're never fulfilled. Mm. And all it does, your baseline just changes over time. And it's like, if you want a path to misery, start chasing things like material things. Ooh. That is a path to misery. If you want to have like abundance and like an amazing life that's fulfilled, focus on the quality relationships in your life. Wealth will come when you help other people get what they want out of their lives. Dude, focus on the quality of relationship. I think that is true wealth, along with time freedom as well. I mean, I, we, we can't forget about that. But um, what I see from you, Jason, is that you're an amazing leader. Did you always have those leadership qualities or did you take like endless courses just to get to where you're at today? Yeah, that's a great question, man. Like I've always been a passionate person, you know, mm. I'm, I'm definitely passionate and I've always like, I'm very empathetic and I like care, I care a lot about people. Like one of the things that like, you know, my business partners make fun of me all the time is like, Jason, your heart's bigger than your brain. <laughs> and, and, and you yeah. know what? I'm fucking okay with that. Yeah. Cause you know what? Good. I lead with heart mm. and you know what? I don't always get it right, but like I lead with heart and my intentions are pure. And mm -hmm. I genuinely want to see people win. Like I believe in lifting people up, not yeah. pulling them down. And man, like uh, when you have that, it just, it fires you up. So like, I think I've had a natural, I've always been uh, a leader since like, basically I remember grade 10 was a pivotal moment for my happiness. Mm. Grade eight and nine in high school, I was trying to like be a follower and, and, and I was like being somebody that I wasn't. And I remember right. in grade 10, I made a decision. I was just going to be myself. And I was like the happiest that I'd ever been. And I'd always been like an old soul. I'd always been very future focused and I had mm. big goals and everything else. And I just sort of embraced that I am a leader naturally. Like I love, I love being that guy that's like, Hey, game time, give me the ball. Or Hey, give me the opportunity. Like I want to be that guy, but I also understand the importance of passing the ball around and helping lift other people up. If you want to succeed and win, help other people succeed and win. Like if you look at how billionaires get created, well, Billionaires get created because they've helped thousands 
of people or millions of people improve their lives. Millionaires. Yeah. Right. And and like, that's literally the path. If you want to become a millionaire, we'll help as many people as you can get more out of their lives. And then it'll come back to you. Same thing on the billionaire side, right? It's like a simple strategy, but a lot of people have a hard time always looking at like, what's in it for the other person. They always think, well, what's in it for me. Right. If you make decisions and everything like, well, what's, how does this benefit me? And all you think about is yourself first, you're not going to be a great leader because people are going to pick up on that. And I always Uh, tell people, when you focus on the pennies, you lose out on the dollars. There's so much gold that you gave us just now. I mean, it's crazy, but what I'm getting right now is that quote that if you help enough people get what they want, you'll eventually get what you want. Was it Brian Tracy or Jim Rohn? I don't know. I'm not sure who said it. It's probably been repeated over and over in history. So true though. You know, there's a book that I like, I'm obsessed with. It's called the go-giver. Ah, yes. And I I've literally built my life and business around that, you know, and I just passionately believe lift other people up. Like, seriously, think about it. If you are lifting people up and you're always looking to provide value and you're coming from a genuine place, no matter what happens, that person will always walk away and they will feel good about the interaction with you. Even if they don't Mm -hmm. do business with you in that moment, they will remember you a year later, five years later, 10 years later, and it will come back to you like 50 X, but just always remember that, you know, every single person that you interact with is an opportunity to bring value. And even if it's just putting a smile on their, on their face in that moment, but they will always remember how you made them feel. They'll forget mm. the conversation you had, but they'll remember walking away how you felt how how they felt. And I think that's really a, an important thing. Like if more of us can bring kindness and literally look to serve other people instead of envy, mm-hmm. you know, instead of look, looking at other people's lives and be like, I wish I had that life. I promise right. you, you don't want anybody else's life. You want your own life. Just make it the yeah, best yeah. life for you. And that's why for me at this point, like it's not about material things or money or any of those things. It's the quality of the relationships and the impact that I get to make on other people that fuels me. And that, that keeps me really happy. Wow. So is that your fulfillment then? Not, not the material things, not the number of deals, not how many people you recruit, but it's how many people you actually helped change their lives is what keeps you fulfilled on a daily basis. Dude, when I get the text messages, when I get the emails, the calls, people are like, you have no idea how much impact you've made in my life. And I just wow. want to sincerely thank you. I'm like, wow. You know, I, you know me, I'm not a, an award chaser. I hate awards. Like, right. I, I think they're silly. I really think that our industry has lost sight of like what's real, right? By chasing these constant performance awards and all these egocentric things. Um, I really think that it's more important to focus on like, are you making an impact in the agent community's lives? How are you helping others get what they want? Right. Are you lifting that new agent that's struggling? How are you lifting them out up from that? How are you giving them value? You know, and something that you're doing, you're constantly giving value and putting that out there, something I'm doing as well. And I think that's why you're in the position that you are and why you have financial freedom is because you're making impact. And it's the same with me. And it's like, when we talked last year, I was constantly John, your people are your biggest asset. How do you help them get what they need out of life, right? Surround yourself with the right people and the rest will take care of itself. I, I, what I got from you from before, it's like, you know what, the people that um, followed us and said, I'm in, um, those are my best clients. Those are my biggest clients. And my family, my wife is my biggest client because I'm here to serve. 
it's like when you the, the old style of team leadership it's like uh, you work for me yeah you work for me i'm the boss you do as i say but now it's all you know from you I, I learned that you know what when they when they join us and say i'm in gosh i'm here to serve you i this is the platform where i help you achieve your goals and the more people that i can help achieve their goals whether it be agents whether it be clients we're here to serve and the more people you can serve, the more successful you become. But it's almost like opposite the, the the old paradigm before, and now this is the new paradigm. And I learned that from you, so thank you. Hi, dude. My my pleasure, man. I I I just feel blessed and humbled that I've got good quality relationships that I've built. And for me, that's again, that's where my true wealth comes from. Is like the relationships I'm surrounded with. Dude, that's amazing, man. So so what's next? What's next for you? Dude, 2025 is a big, is a big uh, year for me. So 2025, I've envisioned where we build out our organization where we have over a thousand agents in our, in our group. So we have our collaborative movement group, which we're really proud of the value that we bring. We want to bring the most value of any group on the planet because we want to help agents level up. If I help agents level up, I will then have enough passive income to literally make sure that every one of my partners in Sims real estate group never has to worry about money. Wow. And that like has lit such a fire under me, John, that keeps me really motivated. I've like literally envisioned the meeting that I'm going to have with the team when, like when we've achieved that level um, uh, and just like how I know I can change our lives. And it's really fun because as we're building out our organizations and our businesses, they're all benefiting along the way too, right? I'm making sure that I'm helping. And my goal is to help a hundred percent of the people within our group. Right now I'm helping 75% with the passive income, but the goal is to hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. Amazing. So that's keeping me focused. So 2025 is a big, a big number for me. Um, I work in five-year increments. So my first goal mm. was build a company exit production in five years. That was my first goal. My next goal now is like over the next five years. And I'm like a year and a half into that plan now is helping or well, almost two years into that plan is how can I help create financial freedom for the other people that are in our company that have helped me be here today. It's it's because listen, we don't get here if we don't have great people that that get behind us, right? And the, the second you start losing sight of that, and the second you start thinking your shit don't stink and that you're better than other people and your ego takes over, is the second that you'll start going backwards in life. And I'm wow. telling you, that's like a place you never want to come from, right? Make sure that the people you have around you in your mastermind group and the people that you're surrounding yourself with, are they leading from a place of ego? Or are they leading from a place of value? And like, are they genuine and lifting other people up? Absolutely. Because envy is a, a motherfucker. You don't want to be one of those people that's constantly looking at others for envy. Stop living somebody, trying to live somebody else's life or thinking their life is better than yours. Make your life the dopest life possible. And again, it's for me, my scorecard isn't the amount of toys that I have or any of that. It's the quality of relationships. So once you have that, there's no money on, on planet earth that could ever buy you or change your values. Yeah. Like you could offer me a hundred million dollars tomorrow and be like, Hey, I just need you to like backstab one of your partners and be like, John, I don't want your money, bro. I'd never yeah. want to make that kind of money. And, and I'm okay with that. If I die one day and I have not as many zeros as somebody else, I'm cool with that. I want to be proud of the fact that I didn't have to get blood on my hands or I didn't have to step on somebody to make money. And, and that's, I'm cool with that. And I'm okay with it. That's big, man. Wow. We talked about a lot today, guys. Uh, keep that vision in front of you. Plan ahead, right? And, and see if you can live your life today as though it were your last. Live your best life. Don't pay attention to anything else. Just tunnel vision on what you want to achieve. 
and contribute to the people around you, build great relationships, and the money will come. And that's what we've seen with Jason, great relationships, great production, great money. You know, it just comes naturally when you focus on the right things. Jason, I feel like we could talk for another two hours, <laughs> um, but it, we, we are at time. What's one piece of advice that you would give to agents to have them be successful in 2022? Consistency. Consistency. Set wow. your plan and then consistently do the measurable activities that you've identified in your plan. So for example, a measurable activity is something you can 100% control that you can 100% influence and that you can track and measure. You know, when you look at somebody like yourself, John, like, listen, you took your shirt off right now. I'd be, I'd be ashamed to take my shirt off because you work hard, <laughs> right? Like, listen, you're very fit. But the thing is, is like other people may be like, oh, he's got good genetics. I'm like, no, that guy's got discipline. Like you work out fitness is like a standard in your life and you consistently make time for it. It's a priority. You eat, you eat clean, probably 80% of the time you put in the work, right? And look at you, got an amazing physique. You look fantastic, but you didn't get there in a minute. It's like years of doing that. And so for others, it's just like most people are overestimating what they're going to do in one year and underestimating what they'll do in five. That's kind of like the theme of what I'm trying to go here. It's like the non-sexy stuff is what's going to get you the best results. You just have to be disciplined and consistent and make it a standard. So like prospecting, content creation, all that stuff be disciplined, be consistent, and don't expect it to work in one month, two months, three months, like literally stick to it for 12 months and then reevaluate at the end of that 12 months. But I guarantee you, anybody that does that will have huge transformation and give yourself some time, right? Like everybody's journey is different. Like mine, I had explosive growth in my first year, but I was at a different phase in my life. Like I had to, there was no other option. I didn't get to play it safe. I had to, and I'd mentally prepared myself for it right? Your journey in your first year was a little, like it, it was a grind and it was a little slower and everything else, but guess what? We both arrived and became very successful. All we had to do is just not give up. And it was the consistency in the activities we did that got us there. Guys, consistency is actually the new sexy. So let's be sexy. Jason, how can we send you referrals and how can someone find you if they wanted to join your team? Yeah. So uh, Sims Real Estate Group, we're right here on Vancouver Island. So we cover most of Vancouver Island. Um, Nanaimo is the city that we're in, but Parksville, Qualcomm, Nanaimo, all the way south. So love to help your referrals and bring world-class service to your clients. Um, you know, you can check us out at thecollaborativemovement.com. You know, we, we bring a lot of value there to our partners and our Sims coaching company. Like coaching is one of my passions and I love helping people build real businesses. So um, yeah, thank you. That's kind of like, that's, that's where we're at. And, and brother- wow. I appreciate the friendship. I appreciate like everything and, and, you know, kudos to you and your success and the things that you're building, brother. It's, uh, it's great, man. It's nice to have go-givers that are like lifting each other up and really, you know, making things happen in this industry. So keep up the good work. Thank you. And I just want to say, I appreciate all uh, that you've given to me. It has hugely impacted my business. So thank you for that. And I appreciate the friendship and the relationship that we have and uh, let's keep at it, man. Thank you. Thank you for today. Thanks, brother. All the best, guys. Make it a great one. Cheers.